All right, welcome to another edition of White Collar Crimes, the podcast where we show you the only color that truly matters in our criminal justice system is green. I'm Ryan Horn, the host. Glad to have you on as always. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen the news lately and uh, what's been going on with Bed Bath & Beyond and what happened recently with its CEO. And, you know, it's a store that... uh, well, first of all, you know what I'm sure what you all saw uh, recently. It's reported that the Bed Bath and Beyond, the retail giant, or at least was at one time, CEO Gustavo Ornal, 52 years old, he was reported to have recently committed suicide by jumping to his death from the famous Jenga building in New York. And this was just prior to when a lawsuit was announced that had been filed against him and his company for allegedly allegedly conducting a pump-and-dump scheme with uh, his fellow co-defendant, Ryan Cohen. More on him in a little while. But they, uh, about a week or so after this was filed, this is when he was reported to have jumped to his death. Now, we don't really know a whole lot of other details in that. I don't know that we honestly ever really will. So, uh, you know, other than, than what's been reported here, but the lawsuit, we'll have to wait and see how this happens to, uh, you know, to play out. Now, Bed Bath & Beyond, for those of you that aren't familiar, maybe if you're listening from another country or a part of the country that doesn't have them, they're a retail establishment, and they sell just as the name says. You know, they sell bed and bath products, a lot of things for, you know, your home, you know, soaps, linens, things like that. And, you know, like a lot of companies over the last few years, they've, Falling upon hard times, you know, I mean, you've had uh, the COVID uh, pandemic the last couple of years where a lot of things were shut down. A lot of people were not working and, you know, a lot of people just were not spending. And, you know, I think they've also, just like a lot of other establishments, they've been uh, hit really hard with the growth of uh, the online retail giants that we have now, such as Amazon and others. And, you know, the Bed Bath & Beyond usually operate in malls like the one that is near me. Uh, or, you know, in strip malls or things like that. And, you know, sadly, those days are becoming a thing of the past. I hate to see that because, you know, I kind of miss those times, uh, you know, like the malls and whatnot, especially at Christmas time of year. And, you know, I miss the video store, you know, somewhere you could go out and, you know, pick up a movie and run into people you know, smell the popcorn, the candy, all that stuff. Just, you know, fun stuff and good times I grew up in. You know, I'm a Gen Xer and... Those times are gone now, sadly. You know, their video stores are almost completely gone. You know, everything's live or, you know, by a streaming service now. And, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond certainly not alone to be hit by this time. A lot of places are struggling. And recently they announced they were going to shut down several stores. Now there's one near me here in Carbondale, Illinois. I have not gotten any word or any reports on what's going to happen with that one, if it's going to shut down or anything like that. But that's... uh, you know, certainly a possibility at this point. They're having to, you know, restructure things. And yeah, I believe it was reported that possibly up to about 20% of their entire staff and workforce uh, could could see job cuts. So sadly, they've fallen upon some hard times. But, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, yeah, they're a North American retailer here. And they began a little over 50 years ago. And after some success, you know, for a while, they have had as high as over 1,100 stores in operation, which, you know, 
pretty good amount, you know. Uh, if you've traveled anywhere in the United States, I would say at most point you've probably seen one somewhere. Although, you know, that one near you may be closing soon. But they have been in operation, as I said, a little over 50 years and, you know, done pretty well overall. But uh, in August of this year, like I said, they announced they would be closing about 150 stores. So that's, uh, you know, you're getting to about a tenth of their entire operation. And, you know, it's also been reported that possibly up to about 20% of their staff and employees could be cut as well. So, uh, you know, pretty, pretty big blow has been dealt to this company and, and the people who have supported it. Now, uh, Gustavo... Or, yeah, you know, he was a respected person uh, prior to this, as far as anyone knew. He was a husband and father. Uh, he was a native of Venezuela, and uh, he was reported to have been hired back in May of 2020 to help turn around Bed Bath & Beyond when they began to struggle. And this is also, you know, during really the height of uh, the pandemic scare when a lot of things were locked down and shut down and, you know, just a lot of things were struggling at this time in so many different ways and uh you know he was not uh not alone in that having to take on a company that was in you know dire straits but he had pretty good track record in business and as far as I've been able to tell you know getting ready for this podcast he was a respected uh person in the business community he had a pretty good track record as I said he had been an executive vice president and CFO of the Avon Company, which sells, you know, a lot of similar products to what Bed Bath & Beyond do. You know, they do have stores. Uh, you know, over the years past, they relied a lot on direct selling. Um, I can remember as a small kid, my grandma used to sell Avon and, you know, made pretty good money, I think, as a side hustle doing that. And that's a lot of what it's been. But, you know, uh, they're still around. I don't know how well they're doing either, but... You know, they're still around, and he had some experience with them, you know, and uh, he, uh, you know, had a reputation of being honest, and this is what was even reported in a recent New York Post article, but, uh, you know, obviously something possibly going on, you know, and again, not a lot of details have been reported about this suicide. Um, I don't know if anything reported about a note or anything he left behind to say, in regard to this, if this was a direct result of, you know, this lawsuit and pending trouble that's coming and, you know, the accusations of a pump and dump scheme, but uh, we don't know. Now, his co-defendant and supposed cohort in this, Ryan Cohen, is a Canadian entrepreneur born in Canada to a Jewish family. He is, uh, his claim to fame, a, a few of them actually, but one is that he started the pet food, pet food delivery Chewy, and I bet a lot of you listening to the, us have purchased something from them. I, I know my wife and I have. It's been a while since I have bought anything from them, but my wife still still does. Like I said, we have three dogs and two cats. So, you know, pet food and supplies are a big part of our expenses. But he uh, he started this, and amazingly, you know, I was reading on it. It was kind of hard for him to get help to get this going. Uh, he couldn't find investors because a lot of people didn't think it would work. And, you know, sadly... Uh, they lost out on it because I think it's worked quite well. I know most people I know buy something from them time to time, and I know they probably thrived and did extremely well during this uh, pandemic time. So, uh, you know, he's had some success with that. And uh, apparently he is currently the chairman of GameStop, a video game and electronic retailer. Again, you've probably seen him in malls or strip malls. What are left of them? I don't play very many video games anymore. I 
think Super Nintendo was about the last of my uh, video game days when they got more buttons and got more complicated when they went to Xboxes and things like that and Playstations. It just, you know, got too, got too complicated for my taste. And, you know, I got busy with college and work and later marriage and all kinds of other things and just didn't have a lot of time for them. But uh, they're still popular. I know, you know, GameStop, there is one or was one in Carbondale in my area. I don't know if it's still there in the mall, but uh, nonetheless, you know, it's, it's, Pretty successful franchise as well. So he's, uh, like uh, Arnal, he's got a pretty good track record in business. Now, again, they're both accused of running a pump and dump scheme. And I know, you know, some of you may not know what that is. If you've listened to it before, we have talked about these before. You know, it's not quite the same as a Ponzi scheme, although, you know, um, most of what we talk about, it seems like a lot of times is one or the other, mostly Ponzi schemes in some sort. But the, uh, Pump and dump schemes are, are quite common too, uh, and this involves fraudulently inflating a stock through some false and inaccurate and simply misleading statements and information. This will drive up the stock price, and then the company owners and the people that are the stock owners and the ones that drove up the price to it, they quickly sell their stocks and cash in take the money and run this causes the stock price to bottom out because the you know the company leaders are cashing out this usually will create a panic and this causes the stock to lose a lot of value and bottom out and the investors usually that are hard working you know working class and middle class folks are the ones that end up getting screwed and losing a lot of money and these are you know more common than you think uh you know, the sellers get rich and, you know, the investors lose their money. Uh, Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, whom we've talked about, you know, done an entire podcast on him. We've talked about him many times else on this show. He is popular for running one of these. There's a scene in the Wolf of Wall Street where he's on the phone and convinces a guy, makes up some BS, you know, about this can't-miss company and gets this guy to buy thousands of dollars of what he thinks is a can't-miss penny stock and, you know, Belfort's ripping him off and he's laughing there and flipping him off on the phone. And, you know, his uh, co-workers and fellow scammers are laughing and having a good time. And, you know, that's that's a lot of what it is. That's that's a pump and dump scheme. And, uh, you know, that's that's what it does. And, you know, they get rich and the people around them lose money. And, uh, you know, in the past, it was mainly done by the phone, like you saw with Belfort. But now, the internet has made it so much easier now where all kinds of people can, you know, do these types of scams. And the problem also for prosecutors, it's really hard to prove intent. You know, just simply selling your stocks before bad times hit is not a crime. But if you do it in a misleading way, like, you know, these pump and dump schemes are designed to do, it is a crime and it is illegal. But that is the tricky part for prosecutors is to have to actually, uh, you know, prove this and prove the intent. And some of you might remember during the 90s in the dot-com boom, the 15-year-old, uh, I believe his name was Jonathan Ledbed, he was also involved in a big pump and dump scheme. But since he was a minor, I think he basically got some civil action against him. And, you know, the SEC barred him from being involved or participating again or something like that. But nothing, you know, too major or serious. And Enron was basically a pump and dump scheme. You know, the CEOs and the leaders of this company before the ship sank and all the fraud got exposed, they tried to, you know, take the money and run, you know, big time, you know, one of the biggest white collar crimes of all time. We've done a podcast about them as well. And that certainly was, uh, 
you know, one of the biggest pump and dump schemes of all time. So, you know, that's the gist of how these work. Now, I will say, as far as white-collar crime, they're not as common as Ponzi schemes, but I would say they still are one of the most popular and most common types of white-collar crimes out there that you do see, you know, because, uh, you know, there's different forms of them and different types we've talked about on this show. And like I've said before, I think most of them seem to run in some kind of a Ponzi scheme or or other. But, uh, you know, this one, uh, this had to fall under the, or at least it's been alleged, that it's falling under the a pump and dump scheme. That's what the people who have filed this suit have alleged. You know, no criminal charges have been filed against anyone at that this time. I have I can say that, but uh, that I guess we will have to uh, pay out and see or wait out and see what happens. Um, but what you have to keep in mind, this is a civil suit that's been filed, and you know they're alleging a pump and dump scheme against uh, Arnall, which you know he's no longer with us and uh, Ryan Cohen, and we'll have to see how this plays out. Now, the thing is, with it being a civil suit, you only have preponderance of evidence that has to be met, and that is much different, for those of you that aren't familiar with that, that is very much different than a criminal trial. You know, in a criminal trial, you know there has to be proof beyond a reasonable doubt, which means they say in percentages, you know, if it's like, you know, 90% true or more in your mind, then, you know, you've got guilt. Now, you know, if you don't have any kind of reasonable doubt, then, uh, you know, you find guilt. Preponderance of evidence means if it's more likely true than not, then they're guilty, which I've always heard if you put it on a scale, it's like 51, 49, um, you know, and it's not hard to meet. I have a defense attorney. He's a retired public defender now, a friend of mine who would guest lecture at some of the criminal justice classes that I've taught in adjunct, you know, style over the years. And He's told some of mine, explained some of them about preponderance of evidence, and he's always told them, you know, it's like clearing a six-inch hurdle. Yeah, it takes some effort, but, an, you know, a very minimal one at that. It's not really that hard to prove. And sometimes, again, we've said on this show, that's where some are more successful. You know, uh, you know, Ron Goldman, his parents, and uh, the family of Nicole Simpson, you know, they filed the lawsuit against O.J. Simpson after he was acquitted of murdering them. O.J. was found guilty and liable in civil court, and, you know, a huge uh, judgment was levied against him. I'm not sure if he ever paid anything on it, but, you know, even though he was acquitted in criminal court, he was found guilty in civil court. So we'll just have to wait and see on this. And there very well could be criminal charges coming, you know, obviously not against, you know, former CEO or Nall here, but, uh, you know, Ryan Cohen could still face charges, and maybe if there are any other officials that they charge that they are going to allege were involved in some type of illegal pump and dump scheme or, you know, any type of other illegal activities going on, stock manipulations, things like that. We'll have to wait and see. Um, right now, again, this is just a civil suit, but, you know, apparently the company was in, you know, worse financial shape than we could have realized. So if there's one near you now, a bed, bath and beyond, that may not be the case, uh, you know, coming up here shortly. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see how this impacts, you know, if, you know, Cohen is uh, sued and found guilty of running a pump and dump scheme. This is obviously going to severely harm his reputation. You uh, have to wonder at this time how this is going to affect GameStop, uh, Chewy, Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, I think it's been quite a while. I've probably bought my wife or mom maybe a gift at the local Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, some years back. But not a store I shopped at a lot. And like I said, I haven't bought anything at Chewy. In quite a while, I generally try to support my local Rural King store for pet supplies and things like that. But 
you know, um, GameStop, like I said, that's really not going to affect me much because I don't really play video games. But uh, who knows? These are businesses that may take a hit as well. So, you know, the future of Bed Bath & Beyond not looking good now. You know, their stock price has plummeted down. And, uh, you know, if you do own stock in them, might want to talk to your financial advisor about what to do at this point. But uh, it's only a matter of time we'll have to see what happens. You know, as I said right now, it's just a civil case that's been filed. We will keep an eye on it on this show and, you know, have any updates down the road if anything does come of it or if there are any, indeed, criminal charges actually filed. We will certainly uh, keep you up to date on that. There's not been any mentioned of anything that was going to be filed against Mr. Arnall before his reported suicide. So, Again, the only thing that's been reported against him is in a civil matter. But obviously, you know, had he not, uh, you know, allegedly taken his own life here, um, who knows how much this would have harmed his business career and reputation. You know, as far as Mr. Cohen, same thing. We'll have to wait and see. And, you know, and again, at this point, it's just a lawsuit. It's just an allegation. Nothing's been proven against anybody yet. So we, you know, we'll let this play out in the court and see before uh, we make any type of... Uh, assertions or you know any types of statements on it but it's something we certainly will keep an eye on um, because this is could be a potential developing white collar crime case so uh you know stay tuned and continue to tune in and hopefully we'll have some uh some more updates on this coming up soon and uh you know prayers for the people who have been harmed by this in whatever way you know for mr arnell's family as i said again you know he's leaving behind a wife and a couple children and you know, the people that have lost money by the stock falling in this. And, uh, you know, again, possibly 20% of the people that work for this store uh, being out of a job and all these stores being closed down. You know, that's not to mention the impact it's going to have on the local communities where they're at. You know, 150 stores, I'm sure not all of them are going to be in large, you know, uh, urban areas. Some of them may be in more areas like where I live where, you know, that can, you know, it can have a little impact. So, you know, some rough times ahead in our prayers are with anybody who's been hurt or harmed through this so we will keep you posted and we hope you continue to tune in next week we are going to talk about Ivan Bosky I think it's the correct way to pronounce it uh, he was one of the inspirations they had he's a white collar criminal mainly from the 70s and 80s that uh, they believe was one of the inspirations for the character of uh, Gordon Gecko in the Wall Street movie you know with Michael Douglas so uh be interesting to hear his story and you know how he helped shape that and impact that so we hope you'll tune in for that and tune in to us as always you know like our facebook page white collar crimes uh we like that uh you know if you can suggest for a show you can contact us on our anchor fm page email me at uh, ryanhornvt at gmail.com uh, you know, you can also donate to us. We have a donation link on our anchor page. We certainly appreciate financial help to keep the podcast going. Um, but we most importantly, you know, appreciate you tuning in and, you know, giving us your attendance every week. Um, if you need vo- voiceover services, I just finished two uh, audio books and I have signed with another publisher this week. More on that in a little while when that one comes out. But uh, I have one that's in post-production right now getting ready to come out and maybe when I take the air next week might even have an update on that so if you are in need of that uh, check out my website on that uh, ryan-horn.com or like I said if you got an idea yeah just email me at ryanhornvt at gmail.com be glad to put my voice to your product or your business or service and be glad to help you out 
and uh, help each other out. Like I said, you know, uh, keep an eye out on each other. Watch out for people trying to scam, especially your elderly friends and family. They're the most targeted and, uh, you know, help us keep this show going and exposing a light on people who don't always get their criminal activities exposed by the media and by the public. So we hope you can help us continue to keep that going on this show. And as I always say, you know, adopt your best friend at your local pet shelter. You know, as my wife likes to say, adopt, don't shop. You can see some of our efforts on her website, everycreaturecounts.org. And, uh, you know, we're always glad to, uh, you know, help you out if you need to help finding another of your best friend. We've helped probably around 100 dogs come through our home and find loving families. And we hope we can continue in those efforts as well. So yeah, support your local shelter, not a local puppy mill breeder that's only in it for the money. Uh, Support your people who are putting in the time and money to truly help these animals. So we appreciate you as always for tuning in. God bless. Take care, everybody. We will see you next week.